0: Hello guys, Danny again here for another episode of Screwed Up Moments Plus. I hope you guys are doing well. In this episode, we will be talking to the creator of the theme song for Screwed Up Moments, Rico Lowe. If you guys have been listening for a while, you would recognize the short piano instrumental that always plays right at the beginning. Well, that is Rico's work. And today, we are going to learn more about how he came up with that track. Alright, so with that being said, let's get right into the interview. All right, so today is Monday the 14th of October and I'm here at Arc 380 doing another episode of Screwed Up Moments Plus, Who am I here with today?
1: Yeah, hi, my name is Rico yeah. from Melodized Music.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so um, Rico is actually the person who is responsible for the theme music of Screwed Up Moments. Yeah, could you uh, talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, when it came to taking on the project at first, you know, Danny was telling me about um, the concept of the show and what it was supposed to be all about. When I was listening to some of the excerpts of the dialogue session, yeah, what I would do is that uh, I would sit by myself in a room, quiet, isolated. I wanted to put myself in the shoes of someone who was recounting their story. Yeah, And in a way, you know, it helps me understand... A little bit better, more about their situation, how yeah. they were feeling, and that helped me conceptualize uh, an idea of how I want to go about telling the story on their behalf. Yeah, even if it's on an instrument.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, so when I first approached you for this project, um, I remember we, we first met through a mutual friend, Josiah. Yeah. And so. then uh, you you mentioned that time that you did like you know uh, music on the on the side or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I was like, oh, okay, this, you know, we, we might be able to work together in the future. And yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> turns out it's happening really <laughs> soon. It happened it hap- really soon. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, um, uh, we, we, we had the screwed up moments really. And I always had this sort of, uh, a picture in mind for, for a theme song, for like an opening theme song to sort of set the mood because it was like a very serious, sort of somber kind mm-hmm. of, kind of mood. But the thing I was worried about is that, um, because I never worked with like a music producer before, I didn't know exactly how to convey that.
1: <laughs> I think that's a, that's definitely an issue where most people would you know be wary of or cautious of. If you're talking to a music producer, you're always thinking of uh, musical terms, yeah. You know, music theory, notations yeah. and stuff. But to be honest, like we're people as well. You know, we watch movies, we read the same comic books, yeah, and we we certainly develop a kind of feeling for the way things sound, but. It's nice to know that, like, you know, you could just talk to them, like, how you are describing a dish. Mm. You know, sometimes even the simplest things could help us with a big deal of planning. Yeah. Yeah. And as a music producer myself, I've heard a lot of people struggle to find the right words for describing. And I guess that's what we try to do as well. We try to paint a picture for them. Yeah. We try to describe it to the best that we can using... Everyday terms and stuff.
0: That is all good at all, and and I'm, I'm sure you know eventually over the course of like negotiations, you guys can eventually figure something that works uh, for the both of you, right? But you know, do, have have you ever had clients that come in with like really really vague sort of requests, and then you have to go through like 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 multiple multiple rounds of revisions and stuff?
1: I I've had I've had a fair share of experience in uh, a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were actually doing. A promotional video for a particular event, and while I was thinking of how to sell like an uplifting electronic dance summer ish mm. kind of house, we were doing a demo and we just couldn't get it right. The client was always telling us it didn't feel right, it didn't sound right, it didn't, doesn't have the right elements. I remember it was a one liner email It's too jungle, it's too bam bam. <laughs> that that caught me off guard totally like it it was true I was laughing for a bit but part of me was actually worried because I I couldn't I couldn't seem to get it right you have have no idea what the hell it is and I was afraid to ask I was afraid to ask like what is Bam Bam So it took me a while to get up the courage, but I eventually sent over some, you know, like uh, links to to what I thought was Bam Bam. And, right. you know, we narrowed it out from there. Right. And the client was like, oh, uh, Bam Bam actually just means it's too much uh, African jungle beats going on in the background. Uh-huh. I want you to tone it down a bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, African <laughs> percussions. I get it. I get it. Okay, so, so much for Bam Bam, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was an interesting story. It happened uh, It happened when I was... When I just started out in a music production studio, I was yeah. kind of like just a junior coordinator, mm-hmm. and that was one of the most intimidating experiences as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I can imagine, man. And so, so tell us a little bit more about like the the, the music business that you run. So you run a music production business. Yeah, uh, yeah it's called Melodies. Yeah. When did it, when when do you start doing this, and uh, how you know how did it all how did it all come
1: about? Uh so for Melodies. It was actually an idea that um, my partner and I came up with when we were working in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. We were previously in a music production company called Uptown Music Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty small, it was a boutique company. We had about 8 to 12 people in it. Mm -hmm. So we were learning the ropes of the industry. We all started out as production assistants in the office. We would be the ones cleaning up the mics. We would be the ones getting coffee. We would be the ones printing uh, music cue sheets Yeah, and we've been doing it for about a year and a half and you know after a while my partner and I realized that this this industry is a lot more going on at the back than what's happening at the front so a lot of people would say that I dream of being a musician one day and yeah. we realized that it's actually quite a bit of a, a split path when you when you say that I want to be a musician, because there are so many different ways of expressing yourself through music. Mm. You could be someone like John Mayer, who is good with a guitar, is a great performer on stage, and he can captivate an audience. Mm-hmm. That's one form of musicianship that I would say everyone aspires to be, or they want to have that sort of characteristic or a trait in them. But for me, I'm not so I'm not a very confident person as a performer. Mm. I has never been much of my style to want to perform live in front of an audience. I I usually enjoy the the solace of being in a room. Mm. Uh, having my thoughts, you know, coordinated and then just expressed through what I see on a screen. Yeah. So my music writing is a very it's a very lone process, but at the same time it really feels like a therapeutic process to me as well. I get to write so much interesting music across all different genres and when I discovered that there is a use for music in film and visuals, it and it opened up a door for me entirely.
0: Yeah. So let's uh move back to the the screw moments the theme song now. We went through I think a few versions. The first time we went through like a, a I think it was like a couple of concept concept meetings, and then you gave me like three uh, sort of examples of how it could go. Do you remember what those three what those three versions sounded like?
1: Yeah. Uh, the three versions were. Surprisingly, following a single underlying theme, mm-hmm. which is something that I had, developed when I heard about the project at first. So I used to read this book by Mitch Album. It's mm-hmm. called For One More Day. Mm-hmm. And I was very captivated by the story behind it. Okay. So somehow when you were telling me about screwed up moments, it definitely tied in with the emotions of Mitch Album. <laughs> really? <laughs> story. Yeah. It's a it's a really inspiring story of how people try and they fail and they, you know, they uh, and they become hopeful. They turn hopeful. Yeah. They wanna see Good things happen to them And they're waiting on it They're banking on it And Mm. they're willing to fight for it Mm. And for one more day Had something I don't know why But when I was sitting alone Mm. In the room Like that story came across It made me feel like Everyone out there Has problems Everyone out there Are still finding a way Mm. You know To To live a content life That's what I would say Yeah (laughs) And and they are hopeful of that And that's what the tone Should reflect in The music Mm. So, for all three soundtracks that I did, they were inspired by different types of genres that, that I listened to growing up, mm. but ideally, it still had the same emotion behind it.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the three genres that you came up with?
1: Yeah. So, one of them is actually a really Japanese-inspired yeah. uh, classical piece. Was very similar to what Studio Ghibli yeah, yeah. would produce on uh, on an emotional moment of a film that yeah, they did. It was like so the very twinkly sort it had of very piano. Twinkly, it almost had a very dreamlike <laughs> yeah, state yeah. to it. Yeah. And that was something that I was, um, I was open to exploring. The whole idea of thought being a never ending cycle, it's almost like as if you're thinking. Mm. You're, well while you're hoping, it's sort of like a similar feeling to you daydreaming. Mm. I mean it had it had that intertwining feel to it. I wanted to, to reflect that in the sound. So yes, you're right, lots of highs and twinkles yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> slight bit of bells you know coming into play and, and that, so that was the first genre that, that I, I had in mind. Mm. So the second one was more of like um, an Eric sati kind of minimalistic piece. Well, I listened to Ginopede from Eric Sati. It had a very minimal setup, an easy listening riff, and it's almost like a repetition. And that repetition was really special in the context of Screwed Up because it felt like a rhetoric question. How many times do you have to go through this before mm. something changes? And mm. I really wanted to delve into the concept of uh, repetition throughout minimalism. Mm. So when I was exploring that, I was thinking, should I go for something that was simple, simple enough to carry an audience through a very, very linear thought process and then suddenly, bam, you have something different, all of a blue, and yeah. it goes up. Yeah. So that was the second idea that I had for the piece. And the final one, which is the one that you picked, <laughs> it had just so happened to be in a, a waltz piece. It yeah. was very, very inspired by... Uh, this soundtrack from the Pixar movie up. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I never really. Okay, well, I did watch it twice. Okay, up, and it, it had a very beautiful. Uh, if you remember, the opening sequence of it was basically the old man and this lady who, who met each other, fell in love, grew up, mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, he had to watch something bad happen to his partner, and he had mm-hmm. to learn to live with it. Yeah. You know? And when I was when I was playing through, uh, the piece, it really reminded me of something. That it kind of hit close to home like that's life you know we grow up we see the people that we love age day by day Uh, we have our we have to deal with problems on our own you know eventually we realise that that this is what growing up feels like Mm. the problems that you face in life become more and more personal to you Mm. yeah I don't know if I'm putting it right (laughs) (laughs) it becomes more personal and you kind of feel like as if you're the only person in the world going through this problem yeah and i feel that resonates with a lot of us out there yeah yeah and in particular that movie up uh, it was very inspiring because when i saw it it was a very emotional Point for me, but I didn't want to cry over. Movie. I was watching it my younger brother. So I was like, wow, this is deep, but hold it in. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. make just
0: make fun of your brother for crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, um, when we we're doing the meetings, you never brought any of this up. Like t- talking about like all the meaning behind all the different pieces.
1: Well, I guess I didn't want to bore you with all these details. <laughs> you know, like it. It definitely is. Uh, um, quite a weird thought process, you know, to have something that inspires you, but you can't seem to find the right words to put it out mm. there.
0: Did you have a personal favourite out of the three? You know.
1: To be honest, I actually really enjoyed the one that you picked. There was something about a Waltz piece that has always been calming for me. Like, I've always wanted to, to explore something that was traditional, but yet I could put on a modern twist to it. Yeah. So... For this soundtrack, if you were to well, if I were to paint it in a in a journey, you could hear that there are verse, choruses, and breakdowns. So the verse is basically it captivates an emotion of uh, self doubt. That was what I felt even in my process. Where if I were to give a screwed up moment, there would be self doubt, and I wanted to reflect that in the musical notes. And th- and, th- and
0: that's like the first few bars that you listen to the track. Yeah, that could be the yeah. introduction. The
1: introduction could be you basically preparing a cup of coffee or you preparing to sit down <laughs> just before all this contemplation. Sure, sure, sure. And then you are deep in contemplation, yeah. thinking, yeah. and you're like asking yourself, you know. Am I fit enough to do this? Can I keep up with what's being thrown at me? And then when you realize it goes to the chorus, it becomes an uplifting waltz piece because I wanted to, you know, symbolize a bit of action going on. So people are taking steps. And then suddenly at the end there's like this note of failure Mm. that it carries on a taste of like what it's like to do it and then fail. And then the song restarts back at the second verse. But this time round, interestingly, it adds on this build-up appraisal that's really slow. And I wanted to use that to symbolize a chance of doing something all over again. Mm. It's almost like it symbolizes a moment of rebirth. And that was basically the structure that I was going for. I was quite happy that I was able to get it yeah. out, yeah. and I was even happier that, that you you were saying that this is this actually works. You know, this is something that we could use. Yeah. And I was really excited to see how this would fit into the narratives of all your guest speakers. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, it's 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 uh, it's really fascinating to hear this. You know, you you explain like the different parts of of the final piece. But interestingly, right, actually when you gave me the final piece, when I listened to that waltz part, right, I was a little bit worried that, because it it, it sort of transitions the mood from like a little bit somber to like a bit more joyful, that I thought it would sort of cut the seriousness of the, what were the speakers were
1: saying and stuff. Yeah, like a flow of it, you were worried that it would interrupt the flow, right? Yeah, but surprisingly... (laughs) Works. (laughs) Works. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting you brought up the word somber. So yeah. I was, I w- that was definitely one of the words that came to my mind when I was writing it. Yeah. I wanted to reflect a tinge of somberness yeah. in, in a person's train of thought. Yeah, But how do you actually transit something that is somber into something that is more joyful? So the, the transition point that I was looking at was basically, uh, it was a play on your impulse. So, mm. from a piano impulse perspective, you're do, you're doing it, you're starting slow, and the process was to, to not change the structure of the song, but to just basically change the impulse because it reflects on how we as people decide to you know take action of 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 stuff. We mm. we basically find a rhythm, we find a tempo, and then the consistency of doing something it builds impulse. You know, you're 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 jogging once a week. Now you want to do it twice a week. You know. You want to do it five times a week. And you eventually become a lot more seasoned mm. to what you have already been doing through being consistent. And that's what the impulse is supposed to be. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to see that that just by changing an impulse of a track, you actually tend to change the mood of it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that it carried out or it fulfilled the different purpose. You know, we could have uh, the guest speakers say something that it is somber to begin with, but throughout the program something that I've always noticed is that every one of them are hopeful in their own way. Mm. And that was something that I wanted to to do justice to. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't just a supposedly a sad song that, you know, it it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Like, the program is, is a very, very uplifting and inspiring yeah. Uh, series. Yeah. And I felt like, well, if that's the case, then the music will have to somehow be able to transit. It has to be flexible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, I, I completely agree, man. I mean, considering the the title of the show, right, someone could have just interpreted this as like, oh, this is going to be like a really sad, serious type of uh, podcast, which in certain cases, it, it really is. But I think the whole point of like getting them to speak so freely is so that they can sort of encompass a, a wider range of, of emotions and especially the highs and lows mm-hmm. uh, like you mentioned um, and especially all the little little impulses and stuff like that I remember in the, the first episode uh, the guest Danny Raventon he loved to like go on like little tangents here and there just it, it's just like a reflection of his own personality in a, in a m- maybe more impulsive kind of way It is, that, yeah I, I think I think that that relates very much to what you were talking about. Just now, uh. Mm -hmm. and so and so, yeah. That's why I was um, pretty happy with the final piece because it wasn't just like a, you know, purely sad, Sad. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, melancholy. Yeah, (laughs) I
1: feel like you know, we 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 as people, we are very capable of understanding a wide range of emotions, and it and that's what the music for the soundtrack for Screwed Up should be. It should be dynamic, and and it should reflect on the idea that. We are capable of feeling different types of emotions at different points of time. It shouldn't be like a stagnant piece exactly. that points to one direction. Yeah, no, it should be something like an encompassing journey. Yeah,
0: yeah. and um, I think you mentioned that uh, the person who actually performed the piece was someone named Julian. Was it? Yeah, yeah. So
1: um, Julian, he's my uh, he's a great friend of mine, and he's a really brilliant uh, jazz slash classical pianist. Mm. And to have him play it. Life for me in the studio, it was, well, it wanted to make me tear for a bit. <laughs> I, was like, I was telling Julian like that is that is so touching. <laughs> like we we need to record this, you know. It should be a one take great take. <laughs> yeah. And so did, did, did he actually
0: was he the one who came up with the piece or did you come up with like the piece first and you just got him to perform?
1: We came up with the concept together, mm. and a lot of it had to do with him adding his personal flair to the to the song. Mm. What I wanted to do was to devise a storytelling piece. Mm. And anything more technical than that, in terms of music theory, would be Julian doing his magic. Right. Yeah, because there were lots of times we would sit down and and listen to this piece over and over again. And he would tell me that if he could just change out this one tiny part of the chorus, like it's going to add in this flavor that we've never heard. Before and I told him just let's do it and let's see how it goes. Yeah, and so he takes out his piano. He just plays it on top of it, and then we realize, yeah, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> we we should stick with this and let's move on. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so um, I think after a few more rounds of revisions, finally we ended up with the final piece. And, and yeah, so when, when you listen, you know, because the theme song is right out there, the first thing you listen to is the first few bars of the of your piano song. How yeah, does it, it feel to, to, to listen to that on a, on a podcast episode?
1: Well, I've never done music for a podcast program before, so that's definitely a first. <laughs> but to hear something that we've created come out, well, it definitely makes me feel proud of yeah. my own work. Yeah, And I would... Really, really love to do stuff like that again. Yeah, yeah. I'm also hoping at the same time that if it goes out on public, you know, like, like people would just enjoy the mm. program mm. on the overall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so uh, yeah. Do you uh, have anything to add? Maybe you want to plug uh, Melodize or something.
1: Yeah, we're from Melodize Music, and Melodize Music is a music publishing agency that focuses on music for film and advertising. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Alright, and w- where can we uh, find Melodies?
1: Yeah, you can find us on uh, www.melodize.co mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> hope to see you there <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode of Screwed Up Moments Plus Plus. And uh, so for people who are curious about the, listening to the full finished piece Without uh, listening to all the, the, the snippets and all the voice introduction and everything Here is the full track And what's the title of the track?
1: The track is called A Delicate Moment. Yeah. Really, go. really fitting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so that was the behind the scenes interview with the creator of the Screwed Up Moments theme song Rico Lo really fascinating stuff lots of different perspectives and insights into his creative process if you do like his work and want to check out more of it please go visit his website at www.melodice.co otherwise just to remind you again that tickets for the Happiness Conference are already on sale at happinessconference.asia there's going to be tons of speakers workshops fireside chats and just a bunch of great events surrounding the theme of happiness and well-being so yeah go get those tickets once again this has been your host danny thank you very much for listening do follow the show on spotify spread the word and see you soon